This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. And there was a knock at the door. Oh shit, who's there? It's Kim Jong Un. <laughs> I fucking love how meekly he says it too. Like I know. Because he's yeah. so like excited to meet Dave Skylark. Um, mm-hmm. he brings him a bust. <laughs> like Yes. I know. It's a bust of me. Yeah. So it's so fucking weird. Um and uh so at this point, uh, he basically inso- decides to invite Dave to join him to tour his, uh, you know, tour his land, tour his compound, everything he's got there. And uh, they pull into a garage. Um, well, I mean, they talk on the stairs first, and you kind of get this, like I said, it's Randall Park. So Randall Park plays his character very well because he seems like a sympathetic guy, even though he's supposed to be this big, bad, like, dictator president. Um, but he's like, you know, he's trying to get, like, a... Uh, Dave to like see that he's just a regular guy and he, you know, has, he suffers from things too. He's not, everything's always perfect for him. Um, but yeah, then Randall he, Park absolutely, I think rescued this movie at this point. Cause this is, you're talking yes. about like almost an hour into this movie before you get your, yeah, your, mm-hmm. your Kim Jong-un fix. Yeah. And Randall, I mean, this is like, I just love Randall Park and like this role. He just, he, I don't think anyone else could have done this better than him. I think I read that he was the first one audition and he got the role immediately and they didn't audition a single person after that. Yeah. Good thing. Cause if they put anyone yeah. else in this role, it probably would not have been as good. Yep. Um, so, uh, they, they go into this garage where he's showing off. Um, and, and then he sees a tank, which he says Stalin gave his grandfather. And then of course we get <laughs> fucking James Franco. You mean Stallone? And he's yeah, like, yeah. In America, we pronounce that Stallone. He's like, Oh, good joke. Mm, and then you fuck. can tell like, Dave, like Dave's like, I wasn't joking. <laughs> um, but they get in the tank and then I got this, this, this quick little scene here of the two of them in the tank having fun together. And I think this is kind of like, it shows the the dynamic between these two characters pretty well. This is so cool. <laughs> a tank. Yeah, a tank. Whoa. Is it still alive? I don't know. Maybe we should find out. <laughs> Look. You have a sound system in here? Oh no no no! Don't 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 don't, don't touch. Katy Perry? Oh uh, oh! You, uh, you know my wife must have put that in there because I've <laughs> never heard this before in my life. I love Katy Perry. Baby, you're a firework. Come and show them what you're worth. I love. Th- I mean, I have this on. I listen to this all the time. Really? I love her. You know why I really like her? Because she has such a strong message for young women and girls across the planet. She's a, it's a so empowering. Yeah. You know, Dave, sometimes I feel like a plastic bag. <laughs> Drifting through the wind. Wanting to start the game. And she across the sky. 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 Oh, good times. Yeah. Uh, Dave, <laughs> do you think that margaritas are gay because they are so sweet? Did someone tell you that? That margaritas are gay? No, it's just a question I have. <laughs> Liking Katy Perry and drinking margaritas is gay? 
Who wants to be straight? Oh, not me. <laughs> Boring. Margaritas are great. And whoever planted that in your head is crazy. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Is this thing still running? Take a Tisu and not, and not take, take you all the way. I also love how this song becomes the theme of this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. I know. Yeah, it just it it, the, it comes on at just the right times too. Oh my god! Um, so after this, uh, Aaron and Sook are now controlling the uh, are taking a tour of the control room where they're going to shoot the interview from, and uh, she talks about how she watched every episode of Skylark tonight in preparation for this, and her favorite episode of all. Was the one about Miley Cyrus's camel toe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it really looks like like this, like it's perfect. <laughs> you guys, yeah, she's got quite the moose knuckle. <laughs> yeah, you Americans know how to use Whoa. words. <laughs> um, it's just it's so fucking funny. Um, next we go back over to a scene where we're in the hangar with all the cool cars and the basketball court, and uh, of course, where Kim and Dave are over here playing basketball. Um, and you just see they're, they're really getting along. Like the two of them just kind of like get each other. And, um, I pulled this scene just cause this fucking scene makes me laugh. But also once again, it pulls, it pulls four big plot points that are going to come back later. So there are things that we're going to retouch upon. Um, also maybe towards the end of it, we get Doug's JSM drop. <laughs> <laughs> this is so nice. Let me ask you something. Now, don't take this the wrong way. You can ask me anything, Dave. Do you pee and poo? <laughs> You've heard the stories, huh? Yes, I pee and the poo. So you have a butthole? <laughs> I've got a butthole, and it's working overtime. You are awesome. <laughs> you know, this is so weird. You are like the coolest guy. But a lot of people say that you're batshit crazy. They're not wrong. <laughs> I'm 31 years old. The fact that I am running a country is a batshit crazy. What am I to do when 24 million people look to me as their leader, their god? What am I to do when my father's dying wish was for me to carry his torch? Wow. You want to know what my father said to me on his deathbed? What did he say, Dave? I'm disappointed because you haven't done enough with your life. That is fucked up. Yeah, tell me about it. Jordan! They call me incompetent. That's exactly what they said about me when I scored this interview. No way. Said Dave Skylark is stupid and incompetent. You're handsome, competent, suave. How dare they? I pretend like their insults don't get to me. They do. You know what's more destructive than a nuclear bomb? Words. And the people are jealous of a man like you and me. It's as though they despise us because they are not us. <laughs> they hate us. Hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> exactly. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> That's a great saying, okay? <laughs> brothers and I were all too feminine. That our luxurious lifestyles turned us into homosexuals. 
I don't have to worry about that anymore. Because I guess what I get tons of. So no joke, when the line, I have a butthole and it's working overtime. (laughs) That's when my wife came in the room and she was like, did Joe pick this movie? (laughs) Oh, Oh, dude. Erica said the same thing. <laughs> yes. She goes, "Is Joe leading this movie?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> yep. Yes. I'm glad I'm, I'm known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's racist that Randall Park's doing such a bad Asian accent because <laughs> he's Asian. <laughs> uh, no, that's actually a accurate. Yeah. Also. Asian accent. I don't give a shit because it's Kim Jong-un and fuck him. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like you insult him as much as you want. It's cool. Like, um, also like normally I'd be mad. Like if someone said like, uh, because you drink a margarita, you're gay, but I can totally see this being like how a North Korean like dictator would say, like, I, I, I could see how people in the South would think that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see how they, well, actually, but, like, I could see how people in Boston would think that too. So yeah, that's true. But know, I can see how matter. like, this person would have said that and be like, yeah, okay. I understand that's what they would have thought because it's their personality there. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they get into this big party where they're just banging chicks and all kinds of craziness, uh, going upon. And, um, at this point, uh, you know, Dave wanders back to his room where Aaron's standing there. Um, and Aaron's like, what's going on? Like, did you try to kill him? And he goes, no, dude, this guy's actually pretty fucking cool. Like, I like him a lot. Like, I don't want to kill him. Like, I, I want to hang out with him more. Um, and while they're about to have this this discussion, they're knocking at the door, and they, they're requested to go to a dinner function uh, where we get this scene of these little kids playing guitars that are definitely not playing the guitar. <laughs> no. Like, their hands no. don't yes. move the entire time. But it's funny because their guitars are so big and they're so small. <laughs> um. While while they're at this dinner, uh, Aaron starts to notice that uh, that you is uh is like real the the fucking ricin strip that he got poisoned with is starting to take its effect on him. So he uh, starts standing up, and you see him pull his gun out. Um, I I don't know if he's gonna shoot himself or shoot someone else or what's going on. Yeah, he was delusional. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, like he's just okay. gonna kill himself. So he doesn't deal with this. I don't know. Like it's weird. But just through some weird uncircumstance, the the other guy Co falls on top of him and he gets shot through his head, which splatters blood like literally oh, everywhere. Everywhere. The kids yeah. get covered. Uh, Aaron's completely um, covered. Dave doesn't have yes. any though. Dave, because Dave was hiding behind Aaron. No, he's hiding behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can tell like uh, this had an effect on Kim because these are like his guards that have been with him since he was a child. Like these are his people mm-hmm. and uh, everyone in the room starts crying. It's, it's really weird the way the scene ends. Yep. Um, afterwards, um, we, we see, uh, Dave and the next morning It's basically the next morning now. And Dave and Aaron are sitting out by a fountain and Dave's like really just doubting the mission. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he throws the rice and strip into the water. Um, and he, he doesn't realize there's two of them though. He thought that was the only one. So he thought he basically like said, we're not doing this anymore. I've decided we're not doing this. Um, And at this point, um, you hear a knock on the door again and it's Kim once again, coming over to invite Dave out with him to go to dinner. Um, At this point though, uh, Aaron's like, I haven't got to meet you yet. And you see, you can, I mean, also these strips are stupid because they're like so easy to see. It's not like even concealed at all. Yeah. It's like the entire palm of his hand. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's walking across the room with the palm out. Like, I want to shake your hand. I haven't got to meet you yet. And, uh, you know, Kim's okay. Okay, cool. And until uh, Dave realizes what's going on, smacks his hand away and makes a very anti-Semitic remark. Um, Which, of course, Kim is like, ew. Because it's fucking Kim Jong-un. Like, of course he's going to be an asshole. Uh, Did I expect him to be any different? Um and now at this point, you know, Dave leaves with Kim and he can tell he's kind of like irritated with, with Aaron for trying this after he told him we're not doing this. Um, now we get a, another quick scene here at the restaurant of Kim kind of starting to show his true colors. And, you know, 
so far he's been kind of like hiding it and Dave's been like, oh, this guy's really fucking great. But now Dave's going to get a view of what's really going on. Ko and you possessed the finest trait men can have. Loyalty. I know how you feel. My dog Digby died when I was a kid, and I'm still fucked up about it. Digby? Digby got... Loyalty is what made my father and grandfather so successful. That's right. Listen up. Hey, listen up. You. Without the loyalty, a country is a lawless jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. On your knees. How else can I prevail against so many enemies? Defectors. South Korean capitalists. The people in this room who don't think I can feel my father's shoes. These bastards deserve a soul humanity. To those who seek to undermine me at home and abroad, I cannot respond with anything less than the totality of my strength. If a billion people across the earth and in my own country must be burned to prove it, then my worthiness as a king will be demonstrated! I'll be back. Yeah, once again, another kind of weird, unbelievable part of this for a couple of reasons. One, he wouldn't have been speaking English. <laughs> he would have been talking in, yeah. in Korean. Two, mm -hmm. he probably wouldn't have done that in front of Dave. Three, they wouldn't have let Dave leave that restaurant. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but yeah, you kind of see like the real Kim Jong just came out. It, it's not, you know, it's not that same guy no. he's been talking to this whole t this whole movie so far yeah but i think i think he's been playing dave the whole time i think he's been honey dicking him yes i think good. i think he has that's the, the irony yes right <laughs> yeah butthole is ironic <laughs> well because i mean lacy even warned him he's a master manipulator yeah he won manipulates both of them. the media she won both of them so yep so um while while uh, Dave goes outside of the restaurant, he walks past that same supermarket and he opens the door and finds out that it's completely fake. There's a wall like as soon as you walk in, the place is only like a couple feet deep, and all the fruits that are on display are fake fruits. Um, and he walks outside screaming and and uh, sees a giant picture of Kim and yells at him that he's fake and that he can't trust him and like you know he realizes that this whole thing has just been this elaborate ruse to make him get manipulated. Uh, while while we flash back over to the room now, Suk is in there with Aaron. She says she had to talk to him about some stuff, but you know they're about to have some sex. Uh, he still has this like strip on his hand though, so like he's this the weirdest sexing because he's like I don't use my hands even though he's trying to use his hand and she slaps yeah. him. Um, and then mid sex foreplay, she stops to talk about potato numbers and. Uh, <laughs> Basically, she wants to confess that, like, uh, she's not really into Kim Jong either, but, you know, there's not much they can do about it, and she's been, you know, with him her whole life. Basically, she was picked out of school for this purpose. Um, Dave starts knocking on the door, so she hides under the blanket, and uh, Dave, like, is just losing his when He's like, I can't believe this guy did this. There's fake fruit. He starts punching the bed, almost hits her. It's kind of weird. Um but, uh, you know, while he's doing this, he starts asking about the strip and if like he still has it because they want to kill him. And then she pops up out of the bed and says, no, killing him is not going to fucking do anything. He's just going to be replaced by another one of them. Like, that's not going to, like, solve the problem. We need to embarrass him and prove that he's not a god, which actually is solid fucking planning. She's probably the smartest person yes. in this movie. <laughs> um, And... uh. Take a picture of his butthole. That'll solve the whole. Yeah, he shits. He has a butthole. Um, so they put together this plan, 
and they're going to manipulate the interview. That way they can kind of catch him having a moment of weakness because all of the people of, of North Korea will be watching this on, you know, the, the, uh, TV that's, that's playing here. The, uh, the public, what's the word for here? Where they propaganda, the propaganda TV. Um, so they'll be all watching this and making sure that like what's going on is going on. So, uh, right before the interview, we see, uh, Kim Jong approach uh, Dave as both, after both of them get ready and he presents him with a present and as he opens this present there's a dog inside of it a little cute dog which Dave of course you know immediately rekindles his thoughts of Digby oh poor Digby and you can tell that Dave is just so tickled pink that he got this this dog he's like so happy he's hugging the dog and it's like the final, like, it's the final honey dick from Kim. I got you this dog. This dog is going to be so sweet. You're going to love this dog. You can take him home with you. You can keep him forever. It'll remind you of, like, the greatest time you ever had in your life when you came to North Korea. And, uh, you know, Aaron sees this on the monitor. Like, he's like, oh, fuck, he gave him a dog. This isn't going to work now. We're going to be fucked. And uh, with that, um, the most edited clip in the Masters of the Cinematic Universe history is about to play. Uh, this clip was originally way longer than it is, but as a feeling of this movie being called The Interview, I figure we probably should play the actual interview itself. So, here you guys go. Enjoy! Good evening and good morning to our viewers around the world. I'm Dave Skylark. Thank you for joining me for this historic moment in history. I'm with President Kim Jong-un of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. We are broadcasting from a station outside of Pyongyang for this very special edition of Skylark Tonight. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, President Kim Jong-un. It is uh, my pleasure, Dave. You know, there is uh, so much uh, misunderstanding about North Korea and uh, me personally. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't think of a man with uh, greater intelligence than you. I am grateful for this opportunity for my government and for the international community to forge a better relationship. So you want to set the record straight. Indeed, Dave. Camera three. Sanbon, camera. nation and South Korea are at an all-time high. It's fair to say that you're on the brink of armed conflict. So what I want to know is, in these times of great stress, do you do karaoke? Yes, I do, Dave. I believe that it is important for those in power to remain in touch with the beauty in life. You are also a very accomplished painter, aren't you? Well, how could I not be? He's freaking scripted the questions. He loves them, and then he gets them. It's his technique. The beauty guides you. It guides my hand. This is fucking bullshit. Let's take it to a serious tip. Supreme Leader Kim, when the United States, which has an enormous stockpile of nuclear weapons, insists that countries like yours have none. Does that feel hypocritical to you? Many Americans do not realize uh, that the war in North Korea was entirely the fault of the United States. Damn, Kim's calling us out. You really are still hopeful? This no, is no, I'm not hopeful at all. He's totally bailed. <laughs> America, what you done to these Koreans? This is a little embarrassing. So when you think of all that your country has been through, the wars, the floods, do you think that your people should be rewarded for their resilience and strength? Of course, Dave. Then why don't you feed them? I beg your pardon? Why don't you feed your people? They are hungry, specifically two-thirds of them. Isn't that a little embarrassing? Since you're the one they view as a provider and a god, and you spend $800 million on nukes every year, and you have 16 million people who are starving? <laughs> Are you sure you don't uh, mean to ask me about uh, potato yields? No. I want to know about that other thing I just asked. Okay, uh, well, uh, they 
indeed, as you have seen for yourself, we have a great bounty of food in North Korea. What I saw for myself was a fake grocery store with a fake fat kid planted right in front of it. Okay, uh, this is the uh, an offensive line of questioning. I don't think it's offensive. I think it's super important. Obviously, if you don't want to answer these questions, you can just get up and walk away. I can't keep you from retreating. Perhaps the question you should ask is how have I managed to keep my country so well nourished despite the harsh and unjust economic sanctions imposed on the North Korea by the United States? Sanctions? Uh... Don't you know that the United States has a more incarcerated people per capita than a North Korea? No, but... So perhaps now you would like to return to the civil discussion we had originally agreed upon. Shit, that hurts! We don't have concentration camps. Dave, have you seen one person mistreated since your arrival here? Face it, Dave, you have failed. You've made wild allegations, but you have proven nothing. You made this a long journey just to show the world that they were right about you. You are incapable of conducting a real interview. You're a joke. sucks because I need people's approval desperately because I could never get it from my father when I was a kid but I see a lot of the same thing in you Kim your father deprived you of life's simplest pleasures he told you that margaritas are gay. <laughs> I have no comment on margaritas. <laughs> then why don't you drink them? I don't like brain freeze. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> you fucking asshole. I just have one more question for you. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind? Wanting to start again. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, yes, you do. No, I don't. I never heard that before in my life. Do you ever feel... Feel so paper thin? Just like a house of cards. <laughs> One blow from caving in. I don't know what you're singing. You know exactly what it is. No, I don't. You don't need to lie anymore. Katy Perry's your favorite. <laughs> Katy who? I don't know who you're talking about. You just got to ignite the light and let it shine. <laughs> Not the chorus, please. The night like Stop. it's the 4th of July. Because, Kimmy, you're a firework. Go and show them what you're worth. And make them go, oh, 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 as you sail across the sky. I, I, Kimmy, you're a firework. No, I don't need my father. I am strong. Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Jong Un has just pooed in his pants. I thought you were my friend, Dave. I thought you were my friend, Kim. I thought everyone lied about you. And then I saw that fake grapefruit in that fake grocery store, and I realized that you were a fake friend. And then you said you were gonna blow everybody up just to show what a big guy you are? No friend would blow up another friend's country. Just a flawed man with a big old butthole. <laughs> you pee and poo like the rest of us.
Will you be so cocky when I slay you in front of the whole world, you Yankee motherfucker? If you shoot me, you'll just be proving me right. You're just a sad little man. Dave! Dave, no! Skylark signing off. And if you're still here, <laughs> the funny part is I cut six minutes out of that. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. So interspersed in this, this interview, which we just heard, which I, I really couldn't cut in much of that. I've tried to like find places I could cut, but like, it was just, there's so much tension built between the two of them. That they, you know, ran like once again, Rand, Randall Park saves this because Dave Franco is not the best. But the Randall Park parts are, are pretty good, except for the really mm-hmm. long crying. Um, but uh, interspliced in between all this is the battle of the control room where Aaron and Suk are fighting the, the control room employees to get to keep it on air. She says, oh, the Supreme Leader, he'll never back down from a confrontation and this and that until eventually fingers start getting bit off and people get <laughs> shot. And then the army breaks in to try to take it back over, but she pulls out this like massive fucking 50 cal, just blasts them away. And we get that great like sound again, comes back in. Um, the fingers the constantly getting bit off was fucking pretty funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The first one I was like, oh God. The second one I was like, okay, okay. The third one I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, this is the thing now. Um, then, of course, you know, on, on, the Korean public TV, Kim Jong shits himself. So of course he has a butthole and God doesn't have a butthole. Like he's no God. And then all the people realize that, you know, the whole thing just like him was full of shit. Very nice. Can you make me a t-shirt that says God doesn't have a butthole? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then at the end of it, he shoots Dave, but of course Dave was wearing a bulletproof vest that no one knows where he got it from, but he has it. Um, he was Babe Ruth calling his own shot, man. Yeah, so so far he's called this entire thing. He's going to walk in there and, you know, do his thing, walk out with the bulletproof vest. Let's see what else. Maybe something else happens that he predicted. Um, soldiers start coming in, and uh, they shoot him out as uh, Dave runs away with his puppy and Aaron and Sook. Uh, they get saved by this one, like, really cool guard who, like, he's, like, the first one to, like, give up on, like, on Kim. He's like, oh, fuck this guy. Um Kim's in his room, like throwing stuff on the ground, and he's he he gets like uh, the, the guard that's there with him talks about how he got honey dicked, and he's like, "But I was trying to honey dick him," and he's like, "Yeah, that's irony." And then he literally shoots him in the asshole and says, "Your butthole is irony," <laughs> <laughs> which I love that line. Your butthole is irony. Um, as as we uh, see uh, Dave, Aaron, and Sook try to escape, Dave remembers there's a tank, and they go get in the tank, and they start to drive off and run over people. Um, while this is going on, the nukes are all arming and coming out of the ground, and Kim flies over them in, like, a fucking attack helicopter, starts, like, 50 calling through the tank. The bullets are coming into the tank. Um, but then they apparently remember they're in a tank, so use the gun. And... As they shoot this giant round uh, towards the the helicopter that Kim's in, we get this countdown. Like the countdown is to launch the gun, but also it's to launch the nukes. Um, and as soon as the, the the round from the tank shoots, we get slow motion and Katy Perry's fireworks comes back on again. And it's just the most epic use of the song ever. Um, and uh, Kim knows it's all done. Like he can't, there's nothing he can do. Even if he jumps out of the helicopter, he's going to die from jumping out of the helicopter. So he stands there and fucking takes it. Uh, and you know, the helicopter blows up and he kind of like melts away in fire. <laughs> um, he burns up. 
which also seems kind of irresponsible to do this next to a bunch of nuclear weapons, but okay. <laughs> um, I guess, you know, they're suicide squad, so they, they assume they're probably going to die anyways. Um, so, uh, once, once the, the, you know, he's dead, they get out of there and Sook leads them to a tunnel. Wow. Did he call a tunnel or what? Um, <laughs> and, uh, as, as, as they go, you know, she says she can't go with them though, because, you know, basically she just plunged her country into a fucking war. She needs to go back and try to like, make sure it doesn't go back to what it was basically take over and help create the, the, uh, North Korea she wanted, um, she and Aaron part with a kiss and when they get out of the tunnel they get rescued by SEAL Team 6 in one of those inflatable boat things <laughs> uh, and then uh, we get this last clip that's going to play out the rest of the movie to the end here where they reflect and uh, Aaron has a revelation of his own super fucked up but he's cute though but there was none of that no this was a revolution ignited with nothing more than a camera and some questions questions that led a man once revered as a god among mortals to cry and shit his pants And that is the uh, the interview. It's a it's a wild ride. It really yep. was, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's got some controversy around it. And uh, it's got a bunch of people irritated with James Franco. <laughs> uh, but uh, overall, I still quite enjoyed this movie. And really, that just leaves us with one thing left to do. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. 
If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Why are you not entertained? <sighs> Alright, so uh Eric, since you're about to fall asleep anyways, why don't you go first? <laughs> Alright. Let's <laughs> uh this movie kinda honey potted me, man. Because uh, <laughs> good. I, I mean, listen, I do remember the controversy. And to be completely honest with you, the only reason we saw this movie was because of it. I think had there not been that, we probably wouldn't have okay. been very interested in it. And uh, it was funny. I mean, there's there's some standout lines in this movie that made me laugh out loud. Talked about some of the butthole lines. Um <laughs> There's there's good gags and there's good there's good dialogue, but man, it really goes on for a long, long time. Like they, you know, yeah. There's that style of comedy where you run something into the ground and it's funny because of how absurd it is. You know, like finger biting, right? Like the finger biting, you know, just everything went on a little too long for me. Um, that said, I enjoyed watching the movie today, and. Uh, it just I don't know man it's it's it feels like these motherfuckers went like completely unchecked with this thing <laughs> so uh with that said I it's gonna it's gonna live at like a 3.4 it sounds fair 3. 4. Yeah. I, I agree a lot with what you said about like they could have cut a lot out and still been fine yeah I think yeah. I don't know man like it's it, it's conceptually sound but man it just fucking yeah like, nobody was there to say hey guys like rein it in a little bit yeah some of the gags went on a little too long mm-hmm. i was sitting here thinking of what i would need to say to describe it and eric just did all of that for me yeah <laughs> i don't have to it's like ditto like it's exactly it it's just i know i overused the phrase too much but yeah, it was there was a lot of beating that proverbial dead horse. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh yeah, that's what brings it down for me. So all that said, um, it's a three point two for me. Which yeah. honestly, I mean, it's still it's out of five. That's not a bad score. No, I mean, not at all. Yeah. I I do have to say that I laughed way more than I expected I would, because I mean I saw it when it first came out and I hadn't seen it since. And this that's what it is. I mean, there are some very funny moments in it and very funny jokes, but it's just that that just it's like it, it's like they made these jokes and then they threw a blanket over the whole thing yeah. <laughs> with the too long stuff. So, yeah, three point two for me. I don't disagree with anything you guys said. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. pretty accurate. Um, for me, I mean, it's absurd. I, I, I'm always going to go a little higher on absurdity. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, I'm not stupid. This isn't like going to get a ridiculously high score for me either. It right. is what it is. I enjoy it. Um, I probably wouldn't watch it a bunch of times, but I, I do have some quotable moments from it that stick with me. And there are some funny gags, but yeah, they really could have like trimmed down some of those and like, you wouldn't have lost anything. That's, that's the whole thing. Like, um, I think that's where the art of like knowing, like, um, in, in music, they call it the rests. Like, yeah, the notes yes. are just as important as the rests between the notes and mm-hmm. they just kept playing jazz and they did not take any rests um, yeah. a, l- a little restraint would have gone a long way with this one I agree um, I'll go a little higher than you guys just because the absurdity factor of it really does speak to me and I do have fun with it plus Randall Park I think this also might have been Randall Park's coming out party I don't think he was in much before this he wasn't that we knew um I seem to remember when it came out, I looked him up and said, oh, yeah, he's in that. But it was all small stuff. Yeah. You know? So but I think this yeah. is like his first real big thing. And then after this, he got fresh off the boat, which is another great yes. show, too. Yeah. Um, But with that said, I'll probably go like in the 3.8 range. Yep. It's and still that in makes the threes. Sense too. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's not it's not a classic, but yeah, watch it one time. Have mm-hmm. fun with it. Exactly. Yeah. It's a fun ride. It got yep. saved by a couple of really ch- I mean the uh, a scene where you shoot someone in the butthole and say you, your butthole is ironic. <laughs> that's fucking pretty genius. But that's also uh-huh. what Kim Jong Un would probably do. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like yeah, I said, the I, only unbelievable part of this movie is that they wouldn't be under surveillance constantly. Oh yeah, yeah. There was there was some uh, plot armor to be had in this movie. For yeah. It's funny. That, it's not funny, but there's one of my favorite movies that I might bring to the table one day called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead with Andy Garcia. It's a gangster movie. But they take a serious spin on getting shot up the ass. Like, <laughs> it's it's the it, well, at least according to the movie, it's the most painful way to die. Oh, God. It makes kind of sense because it takes hours. So it's a preferred method of, of this one particular gangster is huh. to do that because it takes hours for you to die. Yeah, because you're... So anyway, I just figured I'd bring the party down a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poisons your blood with but, the colon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, But anyway, that's a great fucking movie. Andy Garcia... Um, uh, Jack Warden. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. Oh, Christopher Walken, of course, as the as the Don. Great movie. Anyway, we'll bring nice. it one day. All right. Well, that uh, really uh, wraps up this movie. Uh, you guys, I think everyone should, if you like absurd comedy, watch it at least once. If yeah. you don't, it probably won't do anything for you. Exactly. Yeah, so, check it out. I, I, this is kind of like a Daily Show skit on the North Korea segment. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah, if you like last week like or a, last night, last week tonight with John Oliver, you might like this. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was like a James Franco vaccine you could take before you watch this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or they just, you know, the character's name is Dave. Why didn't they just put Dave Franco in this movie? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Remake yeah. it with him and it would be good. Yeah. So. I like that idea. Yeah. Well, we got thanks. All people. right. Yeah. We got some people to thank. Um, this, these are our Patreon members. They uh, they support us uh, with a little bit of cash every month. Um, it means the world to us uh, that they care enough to do this. And, you know, we'd love it if you was a listener who might not be doing it now and you're able to throw us a buck a month. Um, that'd be really cool. But we appreciate you either way. So we're going to read these names and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So first we've got Hannah Christ. Then there's Peter Bianco, uh, Mr. Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Uh, Will Lehu, our lovely co-host from the Just Surprise Me podcast. Uh, Mr. Tony DeGraw from the Like My Pedals podcast, the Texas State Bible Champs podcast, and the Texas Size 4, Texas Size 10-4 podcast. Uh, Mr. Michael McVeigh, uh, Adam L. Sayed. Uh, Michael Van Zant, and last but not least is Mr. Eugerection. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Action. I like how you kind of did that with the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Patreon.com slash M O T C U to support the show, you cheapskate. That's right. She gets it right. Eugerection. There you go. She does indeed. And also, we'd like to take this opportunity to thank show sponsor, Mo Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law Firm. If you are injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have legal questions, just call Mo. Somebody shoots you in the butthole, therefore making your butthole ironic. Just call Mo. Yeah. What if you get attacked by a big orange stripy dog? <laughs> For sure, that's a call to mom. Especially if it's not your big orange stripy dog, man. Like, yeah, I'm not talking like Clifford yeah. size or like Falcor from the Neverending Story. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Also, if you're subjected to too much Franco, just call Mo because that's an injury in a way. What you if know? the oh, U.S. Yeah. government tries to honeypot you? I don't know if Mo wants to get involved in some government stuff, man. That seems like yeah. a real headache. Yeah, probably Very right. True. Yep. Uh, thank you, Mo. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, sir. It needs to be Mo people like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, check out uh, Mo DeWitt's website. You know, uh, always free stuff to be had there. We're working on some some more stuff too, t-shirts and stickers and whatnot. So, 
look for those and uh we'll see you on the next one. Oh yeah gentlemen i think there's only one thing left to do at this point and that is to say on uh, uh, lights no don't no fucking no don't you do that accent camera fuck off <laughs> Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, could, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks, if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case. But <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tiers started at a dollar, a dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it. Yep, one buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal! Yeah, guys, right? check it out again. Patreon.com/slash/motcu. And then enjoy this week's movie.